0: Chapter Eight of Mildred and Elsie. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Mildred and Elsie by Martha Finley. Chapter Eight. There is a letter, my dear, which concerns you quite as much as myself. Mister Keith said, putting it into his wife's hand it gives information which perhaps for several reasons it may be as well for us to keep to ourselves for the present he added with a smile that is why i kept it back until now that we are alone they had retired to their own room for the night and the little ones who shared it with them were fast asleep from uncle dinsmore mrs keith exclaimed recognizing the handwriting at a glance her husband watched her face with interest and some curiosity as she read a slight smile on his lips and in his eyes she looked up presently with hers shining how good how wonderfully good and kind they always are almost too kind he responded his face clouding a little at least i wish there was no occasion for receiving such favors i should have been tempted to decline had i been consulted beforehand but it would hardly do now that the goods are almost here we could not well send them back no certainly that is not to be thought of for a moment she said lifting to his eyes smiling through tears we must follow the golden rule stuart and accept their kind assistance in educating our children just as we would wish them to accept ours were our situations reversed yes he said heaving a sigh doubtless you take the right view of it but ah marcia wife it is more blessed to give than to receive it is indeed my dear husband and we will not refuse them that blessedness now but receive their kindnesses in the spirit in which they are offered hoping that we may have our turn some of these days shall we not he gave a silent assent do you not agree with me that it will be well to keep the matter a secret from the children until the boxes arrive he asked oh yes indeed we will not let even mildred know it will be such a delightful surprise to her dear child for though she has uttered no word of complaint i am sure it must have been a great disappointment to her that you could not furnish her with a piano this fall to enable her to keep up her music now she can do that and teach her sisters too and her playing will be a great treat to us all added mr keith with a smile that spoke volumes of fatherly affection and pride in his first-born and then the books what delightful times we shall have over them she added her eyes sparkling what a help they will be in cultivating our children's minds i think our dear girl must have completely won her way into the hearts of my uncle and cousin horace as her mother did before her he responded with a light happy laugh when preparing to leave ohio for the wilds of indiana mr keith had sold most of their heavy articles of furniture among them the piano its loss had been greatly lamented in the family especially by the older girls and rupert The purchase of another had become a darling project with him, and to that end he had worked and saved, till he had now quite a little hoard, earned mostly by the sale of fruits, vegetables, and fowls of his own raising, his mother paying him for these at the market price, and whatever surplus he had finding ready sale at the stores. The lad was very industrious and painstaking, generally very successful in what he undertook, as such people are apt to be and while generous to others spent little on himself since mildred's return the desire for a piano was stronger than ever there was not one in the town nor an organ or any kind of keyed instrument so that there was no chance for them to hear her play and judge of her improvement and worse still she would be in danger from want of practice of losing all she had gained but pianos cost a great deal in those days and mr keith could not just now spare the money to make the purchase and pay the heavy cost of transportation money was scarce in that region then business carried on very largely by barter this made it easier for him to be at the expense of enlarging his house than to pay for something that must come from a distance there was little or no fretting or complaint over the state of things but the children often talked longingly of the good time coming when father would be able with the help of what they could earn and save to send for a piano that time seemed to be brought a little nearer by an act of thoughtful kindness on the part of their dear aunt wealthy she had set apart from her income a certain sum which she engaged to send to their mother at regular intervals to be divided among them as pocket-money the dear old lady could hardly have devised anything that would have given more pleasure the news as announced by mildred on the day of her arrival was received with demonstrations of wild delight and evidently the little ones now considered themselves moneyed individuals taking great pride and pleasure in consulting together or with father and mother as to the disposal of their incomes this opened up to the careful christian parents a new opportunity for the study of the natural character of each of their children and the curbing of wrong inclinations whether toward extravagance or penuriousness one day several weeks after mildred's return rupert came in near the dinner-hour and drawing his mother aside whispered something in her ear there was a look of covert delight in his face and his eyes sparkled as he added one's long low and broad mother can only be one thing i think just the thing we're all wanting so much but where could it come from where do you suppose she answered merrily well the instant you are done your dinner you may go down and see them brought up but father said it was your wish and his to make it a complete surprise to the children mildred included laughed his mother you are so much older than she i will manage it they shall be out of the way while we unpack mr keith came in presently and with his arrival the call to dinner mildred looked curiously at rupert several times during the meal wondering at his unaccustomed air of importance the half exultant meaning glance he now and then sent across the table to one or the other of their parents and the haste with which he swallowed his food and hurried from the table and the house having asked to be excused as he had business of importance to attend to dear me what airs laughed zillah as he whisked out of the room one would think he was a man sure enough girls said mrs keith i want you to take the little ones out for a walk this afternoon it is a bright day in the walking good and if you are all well wrapped up you will not feel the cold not if they go at once put in mr keith run away and make yourselves ready all of you the party will be large enough without me won't it mother queried mildred you know i have a piece of sewing on hand that i am very desirous to finish before night let it go child you need air and exercise far more than i do the dress was the kind and smiling rejoinder. then came a chorus of entreaties from all the children that mother would go to but she would not hear of it had a matter of importance to attend to at home perhaps if tomorrow should prove pleasant she would go with them then and so with smiles and merry loving words she helped to make them ready and sent them on their way barely in time For hardly were they out of sight when a wagon drove up with two large, weighty looking boxes. Rupert and two men, beside the driver, were in the vehicle also, and it took all their strength, with Mr Keith's added, to lift and carry the boxes into the house. Oh, it is a piano. I know it is, cried Rupert, as they sat down in the hall, the box he had described to his mother. A piano, did you say? queried one of the men as for a moment they all stood panting from their exertions and gazing down upon the burden they had just deposited upon the floor let's get it open quick then for i never see one in my life rupert ran for the hatchet and in another five minutes the lid was off the box and all remaining doubt vanished it is it is cried the lad fairly capering about the room in his delight Oh! What a joyful surprise for the girls and all of us. But where on earth did it come from? Father, I had nothing to do with it, my son. Mr. Keith asserted with a grave earnestness that precluded the idea that he might be jesting. The boy looked bewildered. Then, disappointed, there's been some mistake. I'm afraid. Perhaps there's another family of our name somewhere in this region. And, but his mother whispered a word in his ear and his face grew radiant is that it oh mother how good they are let's get the thing out and see what it's like said the man who had spoken before the others eagerly assented and set to work at once mr keith giving assistance and directions mrs keith pointing out the place in the parlor where she wished it to stand you kin play i s'pose mrs keith won't you give us a tune was the eager request when their task was ended smilingly she seated herself and played yankee doodle with variations they were delighted first rate commented the one who seemed to act as chief spokesman of the party now ma'am if you please won't you strike up hail she good-naturedly complied added star-spangled banner then rose from the instrument they thanked her warmly saying they felt well paid for bringing the thing in you must come in again some day if you enjoy hearing it she said with gracious sweetness i think you will find my daughter a better performer than i am yours is plenty good enough for us they answered bowing themselves out it is a very sweet toned instrument she remarked running her fingers over the keys a most magnificent present how delighted mildred and the rest will be i am eager to witness it her husband said with a smile it is indeed a most valuable gift and nothing could have been more acceptable they're the kindest most generous relations anybody ever had added rupert emphatically what's in that other box shan't we open it now books answered his mother yes we may as well open it and spread them out ready for mildred's inspection most of them belong to her this done mrs keith again seated herself at the piano the young people had taken a pretty long walk moving briskly to keep themselves warm for the november air was frosty and were now returning in gay spirits eyes sparkling and cheeks glowing with health and happiness while the tongues of the little ones ran fast and a joyous shout or a silvery laugh rang out now and then for the greater part of their way lay not through the streets of the town but on its outskirts along the river bank through the groves of saplings and over still unoccupied prairie land when they came where there were houses and people to be disturbed by their noise their mirth subsided a little and they spoke to each other in subdued tones as they drew near home unaccustomed surprising sounds greeted their astonished ears oh what's that music cried the little ones such pretty music boy It sounds like a piano, exclaimed the older ones. But where could it come from? And they rushed tumultuously into the house, even Mildred forgetting the staid propriety of her years. The parlor door stood open, and, yes, there it was, a beautiful piano, mother's skillful fingers bringing out its sweetest tones, father and Rupert standing enraptured close beside her, and Celestia Anne sleeves rolled up, dish-towel in hand, eyes dancing, and mouth stretched in a broad grin, stationed at the farther end. Well, I never—where on earth did the critter come from? she exclaimed, just as the others came upon the scene. I never see the like. I never did, she went on. I just ran down town of an orant. And I'd come home again and in the back door and begun to wash up them dishes when I heerd this a-goin and come in to find out what under the sun was a-goin on. But no one seemed to hear a word she said. The children were jumping and careening about the room in frantic delight, clapping their hands, pouring out questions and exclamations. Oh, aren't you glad? Aren't you glad? isn't it a beauty it's just too nice for anything who did send it mildred stood silently gazing at it her eyes full of glad tears father and rupert were watching her taking no notice of the others well dear her mother said whirling about on the piano stool and looking up into her face with tender loving eyes oh mother it is too much she cried the tears beginning to fall uncle dinsmore sent it i know and i do believe it's one of the very two i like the best of all we saw he bought the other for themselves and this for us for you dear but indeed it is he says not his own gift but cousin horace's the books are from him our kind generous uncle and she pointed to them where they lay piled high upon the table books too Mildred exclaimed in increased astonishment and delight. Yes, he has marked out a course of reading for you, subject to your father's and my approval, and sent the necessary books and some others beside. While his wife was speaking, Mr. Keith had drawn near and put an arm about Mildred's waist, and now she fairly broke down and, hiding her face on her father's shoulder, sobbed aloud. The children were immediately awed into silence they gathered around her asking in half frightened tones milly milly what's the matter are you sorry the piano's come we thought you'd be so glad and so i am she said lifting her head and smiling through her tears her mother vacated the stool her father seated her thereon and hastily wiping away her tears she sent her fingers flying over the keys in a lively merry tune that set the children to jumping and dancing more wildly than before chapter eight